Welcome everyone to another amazing episode of the Bolt from the Blue podcast. The guys are bowing at my feet because I called it 2-0 down, coming up to the end of the first half, and then some young scallywag said, you know what, I think we'll beat them 4-2. And um, I got dogs abuse for that, and they were all, you know, I looked at my notifications, must have been about 50 of them afterwards saying, you know, you are, you are Nostradamus. I hope you put a bet on it. Unfortunately, I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into this. Uh, what did you make of this uh, and uh, this this situation in the first half, uh, Bernard? What do you think? Yeah, I must admit, if you'd come to me at half time at the Etihad, you know, I'd seen that tweet. I would have just laughed my head off in all fairness because uh, um, I've just been, just been talking off air and I must admit, I've just watched the game back literally before coming on here because you, you can't really concentrate on the game when you're there involved in all the excitement, etc. Yeah, I shouldn't have been as frustrated at half-time, but while, when I was there, I was totally down. I couldn't really chat to the lad. Uh, I, was, I was a bit disappointed. I just thought, you know, we'd shut ourselves in the foot. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll kind of doubt City, but I did, unfortunately. But uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't have done. And watching it back, I probably would have looked at it in a different viewpoint if I'd watched the game sort of with a, with a less involved attitude. Yeah, guys, these young whippersnappers, these young uh, Johnny-come-lately, they they just don't understand our DNA. But uh, we can tell <laughs> Bernard that. You know, he's only been watching for five minutes. But anyway, <laughs> listen, uh, Ray, what was your overall impression? Well, we won. That's my impression. <laughs> we scored lots of goals. Uh, we can't keep doing this. We, we can't keep giving two goal uh, leads away and expect to come back. That was my thought uh, at time, I was like pulling my hair out what's well I haven't got any so but um you know that if I had some I'd have pull, been pulling it out because once again Palace I think uh there's a start on the um on match the day that um City, was it City had lost two at home in the last 50 odd and both were to Palace uh in the league I think somewhat silly left like that and it's yeah. like well, they're doing it to us again and you know, maybe they're, sh- they're showing teams you've, uh, as Newcastle did last week, that you, you know you got to have a go at City. If you do this, pretend we'll hit them on the break by leaving one man up and playing five four one, or in some cases seven two one, you're going to get nothing unless you're really really lucky. Teams that leave two or three up uh, for the break, they're the teams that get have a, a decent chance of getting something from City. They're not relying just on. Uh, oh, Palace did get to to. Um, uh, you know, um, dead ball situations, but they're not just relying on that. Same as Newcastle last week. Uh, teams have got to go. I've been saying this for years. If you don't have a go, you'll generally get beat and beat badly. So why not have a go and get beat badly anyway? Uh, well, uh, let's go back to Bernard. Um, I don't think there's much controversy in the lineup. Um, Ray might have something different to say, but anyway, here we go. Ederson, Walker, Stones, Diaz, Cancelo, Rodrigo, De Bruyne. Bernardo, Mares, Haaland and Foden. What did you think, uh, Bernard? Well, it's, it's easy managing City, isn't it, mate? I mean, I know uh, I got I got 11 out of 11 on my uh, my predicted team in my preview show, so I'll go with that. But I think with Pep at the moment, I think most people can most people can pick that team because he doesn't have many options. And we, we'll talk later about the substitutions. The substitutions he made were the only two he could make. I mean, it's not rocket science. There's nothing clever about it. Pep likes his small squad, and at the moment with the injuries, 
he's got a small squad, and I think most people would have probably plumped for that team. And certainly got ten or eleven right, and I say it's, it's just not hard at the moment. And we say we'll talk about the subs. Pep's not got a big pool to pick from at the moment, so I, I think that was uh, par for the you know that was just about right. Well, let me be Nostradamus one more time and say that I guess that Ray will find one tiny little fly in the soup. What do no. you think, Ray? I mean, uh, Pep's been picking Gundogan all season uh, to start and Bernardo basically on the bench. So I was, a, I was a little bit surprised that Bernardo started and Gundogan was on the bench. I don't think Gundogan needs a rest. But maybe it's a reward <laughs> of some sort for Bernardo uh, not leaving. So whilst he was potentially going to leave, he was on the bench. And now he's staying, he's starting. Um, look, we saw again, we've got a wonderful array of talents. You know, it's it's just a massive shame that we can't squeeze Gundogan, Bernardo and KDB into the same team. Well, I failed in my job, Ray, because that was not the fly in the soup that I thought that you would have issue with, because I thought it would be number 26. That... Right, Mike, you're going to have to stop, Mike. Look, you're going to have to stop with your hate for Riyad Mahrez. You, you <laughs> get the Algerian fans on your back. You know, you've got an agenda against him. I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, let it be known, let it be clear that I don't support your agenda against Riyad Mahrez. He's a wonderful talent and he deserves to be playing for Oh, wow. Ray, you who, are. A... Who, would you have chosen, who would you have chosen instead? Alvarez. Who? Alvarez. No, I think it's too soon for Alvarez. Mahrez is uh, tried and tested. Uh, I think Alvarez is, you know, as we've seen, Pep's not, unless he's we're desperate, Pep's just going to bring him in nice and gently. And I think that's the right way. Yeah, Ray, thanks for that. You're a miracle of disingenuousness. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's go on uh, and ask uh, Bernard. Bernard, do, to what do you attribute this, um, these accusations of a, um, a soft underbelly in Manchester City's defence, as, as so many people and so many pundits have been claiming. I think, I, I mean, we're, obviously we're talking, I think defensively, I think there's a, there is a problem with this zonal defending from, from that set piece. I think in general play we were OK yesterday. I don't think there's any big problems. Uh, obviously that's, uh, is it Ezra, is it? Palace, the Palace guy Ezra. I wasn't that bothered that uh, Saha wasn't, uh, the other guy wasn't playing, but... Uh, yeah, that Ezra was pretty good. I thought I thought we played pretty well. It's just a set piece set up that worries me. That's the soft underbelly that you're talking about. We just this zonal marking. It certainly didn't work yesterday. You got people like KDB at the front post for corners. He can't he can't head he can't head a ball. What's he doing at the front post trying to trying to sort of defend corners? It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous situation. It's obviously what Pep plays. It's obviously what the defensive coaches put out there, but that's our soft underbelly. I mean, we do get, you know, against Palace, we've been caught on the break before, but they weren't a big problem yesterday, Palace. I don't think they played that well, particularly. They just made the set pieces count, and both set pieces were just our own fault. Both set pieces were needless. Uh, well, you know, we might go into detail in a minute. The first and the second were both, shouldn't perhaps have been set pieces. You know, it shouldn't have actually happened, but uh, yeah, our soft underbelly just, I think, is based on the fact we're not organised, unfortunately, on these sort of set pieces at the back, and it's it's haunting us, and it certainly haunted us yesterday. Well, there was no Wilf Zaha this time, Ray, but I'm guessing that you you felt the same as me when you saw the lineup for Crystal Palace and you saw Eberichi Easy or Easy. You were thinking, he's a good, he's a good. It's Eberichi good. No. <laughs> I was thinking, easy, easy. We're going to win this easy. Well, that's what all these City 
uh, so many fans were saying we're going to win easily. Same as they said against Newcastle. Uh, I think you know some of the younger fans uh, are just putting it out there that uh, you know uh, we're going to win easy all, all the time. But look, this Ezzy kid, he's he's got a bit of pace about him. He's got a bit of trickery. So what I, I said it, uh, when we played in Newcastle. That's what you need. You got to say maximum, uh, you know, pace and trickery. Same as this easy guy. So you, you're right, uh, Bernard. I think we, you know, we, should, we could and should have done better uh, at the set pieces. But you know, it is what it is now. But it, uh, you know, it's worrying that we we got uh, uh, undone twice uh, at set pieces. Yeah, what do you think about this uh, own goal then, um, uh, Bernard? Obviously, a fiendish free kick. And it pinballed off uh, De Bruno Walker and finally poor John Stones before, you know, um, siphoning into the net there. Um, are you attributing any blame at all or or just the... Uh... I'm, I'm going to put the blame, Mike, not on the goal, but on the build-up to the goal for the set piece. Because Edison was... Uh, Edison is very good, I think, at coming out and collecting the ball. He's brilliant at, at doing that. And yesterday, that was pathetic. I mean, he wasn't... He could have easily caught that and he just palmed it out of the air. Now, that is very unlike Edison. I mean, and that, he might have a little bit more pressure on him now. I don't know with this Ortega guy in training. He might be pulling up trees. I'm not too sure. But, yeah, he should have collected it. He didn't. He made a big mistake. So that left, obviously... There was still a chance for Cancelo to, to sort of save it, but he was a bit clumsy. So he was partly to blame as well. So it all stemmed from that. We shouldn't have given the free kick away. It shouldn't, shouldn't have even happened. It shouldn't, shouldn't, have, shouldn't have happened. But when we did get give the free kick away, uh, yeah, it's just, as I said, it was... KDB again at the front there. He just he got his head on it, but obviously it caused confusion. There was literally three Palace players lined up behind KDB, unmarked. So it went through them and obviously unsighted the three next three in the line next, which were the City players. And obviously poor John Stones didn't have a clue what had happened. I think it Walker as well, didn't it? And John Stones didn't have a clue. And it was just for me, it was just unlucky. It was unfortunate, but again, just poor setup from the from the set piece. We should have we should have been a, a better. Marking in that middle, and we should, we should, it's just a, an error there which shouldn't have happened in the first place. Ed, Edison should have done his bit, and he didn't. Anything to say about that, Ray? I can't argue about that. You know, Edison came out, he didn't collect the ball, uh, poor goalkeeping, um, which led to the, the free kick. And the Bernard's uh, said the rest, you know, very poor marking. Uh, again, players just unmarked, and I, I agree, I, I hate the zonal system. I hate it because you're giving opposition players the run on you um, and, you know, you're going from a standing start whilst they've got the run and they're moving around like crazy. I, I just like the um, man-marking system. Just, you got your you got your duty, you got your responsibility, you've got a one man to mark and it's, you know, it's your job to mark him and, and make sure he, he doesn't score or uh, um, influence uh, the play. Well, guys, it looks like the debate over man-to-man versus zonal market will will continue. But let's go over to Bernard for the next uh, piece of drama. This is easy again with a flighted uh, corner. And uh, we uh, Jones and Cancelo and uh, Erling Holland all went up for it. He got the best of them. And uh, Anderson is a bit of a hero for us because he got Darwin Nunes sent off. Um, <laughs> he's a bit of a shithouse him. But anyway, got a free header there, Bernard. Yeah, again, but Mike, I'm going to take you back again to what happened before this. Um, Walker does does a poor pass uh, just inside the Palace half, and it's I think it's the back of a Palace player, so it's a poor poor move by Walker. Plenty for Palace to do, of course. Is it Ed, Edward? Was it went on sort of one of his runs? Um, 
Fortunately, uh, who was it? Can Cancelo managed to get a foot on it, and obviously Eduardo was going to shepherd it out for a uh, a corner, uh, which is what they got. But I mean, I, I'm old school. I mean, I, I thought Mick McManus had actually uh, appeared on the pitch, or as a new guy, isn't a new wrestling guy? Roman Reigns, I think he's called. He did. He got <laughs> forward. He got a smash into his into his. I mean, I'm down with the kids, you notice, with these new names. I looked that up this morning. No, no idea. But I believe he's very good, Roman Reigns. So. I mean, he just smacked him. I mean, Cancelo got smacked off Edward. He should have been a free kick to City. He should never have been in a corner. He just went across it. And VAR apparently looked at it and, and said it's fine. Absolutely. I mean, it shouldn't, so it shouldn't have been a corner. Simple as in the other way that Edison shouldn't have allowed that free kick to happen in Cancelo to some extent. I mean, we know Cancelo goes down like a... Are we allowed to say a big girl sometimes? Are we allowed to say that? I'm not too sure. I'll probably get in trouble, but uh, you can edit that out if need be, mate. But it does go down soft sometimes, and let's be honest, he does. But I think thoroughly deserved. We should have had a free kick. It shouldn't have been a corner. And obviously the corner, again... Great ball in. Uh, Harlem was possibly the guy expected to come back and, and get to this Anderson guy. But he's, he's good in the air, Anderson. We know he's good in the air. So, again, uh, with zonal marking, you know, no one's probably given that responsibility. So, again, it's half and half. Uh, Harlem didn't quite pick him up and he gets a free head. You can't blame Edison. Edison couldn't do a, a sausage about it. it was a good, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't save that one. But, yeah, again, shouldn't have happened because we should have had a free kick. And, again... Just the zonal zonal marking left left Anderson free to and Anderson free to score the goal. What do you reckon, Rick? Yeah, terrible defending. Um, I mean, there was a half a block on um, I don't know who it was, Bernardo or whoever. Um, but Anderson, it was criminal, criminal to leave such a a, a tall, powerful, strong header of the ball um, totally unmarked. You know, if there'd been a bit of pressure on him, maybe you know. Um, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have that free header and maybe he puts it over or wide. But leave him free, I mean, you know, it, it was pretty poor. Pretty poor. Um, and 2-0 down, it was looking uh, looking like bad news. What did you think of the reaction, uh, Bernard? Uh, of course, at this stage, Liverpool are knocking in goals left, right and centre. It was about 6-0 for them at uh, Anfield about, uh, at this stage. Uh, anyway, what did you think of uh, City's response to uh, the... Yeah, uh, City for all, all going forward, we were still looking very good. Palace were playing quite well. So certain things weren't coming off. I was, as I say, watching the game back today. City was, was still positive, two 0 down. All right, you know, obviously it's City, so we know we can do it. And yet at the ground, I think there's a lot of a lot of tension with the fans. Obviously, it was quite a good atmosphere yesterday even when we were sort of coupled down. I mean, uh, so it was all right. But you could sense sense that, you know, we sort of know we can do it, but sometimes we just don't believe we will do it. But I thought City had played well. Uh, but uh, we'll probably talk about this now. We should have perhaps been 3-0 down. Um, again, uh, Edison had a nightmare first half. And uh, I don't think that was a foul where he, he, he collected quite a, a safe shot. I mean, obviously, on match of the day, there was an argument over it. And he collects the ball nice. It's not exactly, it wasn't exactly his Dibble and Crosby, was it? But he sort of, it left his hand, it left his hand. That guy's foot was about six inches off the ground. How can that be a foul? So he, he, I can't remember who the attacker is now. Perhaps Ray will know, remember. But, you know, he, he blocks it and then he puts it in the net. For me, that's a goal. That, for me, we're 3-0 down. Uh, I don't understand that Edison just made a total disaster. It was disastrous again. He shouldn't have done it. No need for it. He was trying to get the ball out quick. But... Again, we were lucky, I thought. We were unlucky in parts to be 2-0 down, but obviously we were very lucky not to be 3-0 down at that stage. 
What do you reckon to that one, Ray? Yeah, daft. <laughs> daft again. You know, Edison, for all, uh, obviously, for everything brilliant that he does, he still makes me, you know, is errors and bad badens. You know, uh, uh, Bernard Bernard's right again. I, I can't believe it. I'm agreeing with everything almost that Bernard says. Um, but get that in writing, Ray. That's three times now. We're doing very well. <laughs> um, but look, it was it was a big mistake. He let go of the ball. Ball was out of his hand. There's no way he, you know, he was still touching his hand when that fella got his foot in the way. And it was just another. When you look at it, how many mistakes had he made? You know, the first goal that was a mistake. Um, like Bernard said, he should have caught that ball. He let it bounce, and and, and um, you know, and, and then this and look. I hope go, uh, the, the new keeper was it Ortega? Is that his name, Bernard? Yeah, yeah. I hope, yeah. I hope it's really good because um, Edison needs pressure. He's had it so he's had it one way street for the last five years. But, when well, no I, one... I, honestly, I honestly think I don't think he'll happen. I honestly think he should stick Ortega in against Forest now. That's well, that's my opinion. I don't think. Yeah. I don't. I think it's too soon. I don't think you will, but I think I think just to show Edison, you know, you've got to tighten up, mate. That's it's just not good enough. Yeah, totally agree. Totally. Agree. I don't think he will. Uh, no, I, I, well, I, I don't. I've still got Edison in my team for for, for Wednesday night. <laughs> but I, I, I think um, he's got another bad mistake in him before you say right. That's it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One more chance. One more chance. If he cocks up against Forest. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, anything else that you want to say about that first half before we? Move on and talk about the uh, the intervention and the fight back, beginning with well, Bernard. Mike intervention, Mike intervention. <laughs> yeah, you might have to let us forget that, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not because um, at this particular point, I'm thinking with our fire firepower, uh, we're we're gonna bring this back. We are, after all, the comeback kings. And um, I just thought, you know, we'll get this back. But I stuck my neck out and went for four two. And I got absolute dogs abuse, even from for some from some of our beloved followers. But it was egg on their faces at the end, and uh, I accepted their apologies, you know, with magnanimity, <laughs> as you would expect. But um, I saw the signs, and uh, some of those were in the reaction to that. Anyway, guys, um, in the interests of time, not an awful lot happened uh, between then and the end of the first half. Bernard, am I wrong about that? No, you're right, mate. Nothing. nothing. I, I think um, uh, Foden had a decent sort of half chance uh, just before half time, and Palace were tired. You could see they were visibly wilting already, so that was a good sign for the second half. Even though they'd obviously have the their orange juice or the bovril at half time, whatever they have. But uh, yeah, they were wilting a little bit. Uh, we had a half a chance, but uh, yeah, it was obviously be an interesting second half. I would love it if they actually did serve bovril at half time. <laughs> uh, obviously, a bollocking was delivered, and uh, next thing it was a bollocking. I don't think it was a bollocking, no. you know, um, from what was said after the game. About, you know, it was just like you know, you carrying what you're doing, um, and and I, and I don't think we needed a bollocking. You know, it's not as if we were rubbish. The chances will come, and it's like against Newcastle, you get back into the game, and that's your opportunity to, you know, to take control of the game. Um, against Newcastle, we could have once we, we we came back into it last week. We could we could have gone off and won that five three. Same against Palace. Once you're back into the game, the the opposition um, they, they're really really worried. They, you know they were like you said they were getting uh, tired. Uh, that, that's not just physically but mentally. 
Um, yeah. they, they weren't yeah. pressing and closing us down as well. Uh, that gives us a bit more space. Haaland found him some space in the box. And, and that first goal, you know, when we saw, we, we're, you know, Liverpool aren't the other team that can score four or five goals in a half. Uh, and we scored four in the, in the second half, you know. I'm, it's not a, a big spoiler to, to mention the score, but, um, you know, uh, we, we, we're good enough to score in five, six, seven goals in a half. So once we open the, you know, the door a little bit, then we started charging through. Well, let's talk about how that began, uh, Bernard, in the second half. And uh, let's talk about Bernardo Silva. Now, this bugs me because the bankrupt Blaugrana, uh, every single day, it's this annoying little tweet or little comment about how they're trying to, to buy him. I, I think that the reason why City fans are, are so annoyed is this suspect that uh, Bernardo wants to go. But he's still doing doing the business for City and this was a great little goal. What did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, I, I mean, I, I didn't notice at the game yesterday, but obviously Pep was prepared to make a couple of subs already, wasn't he? After 50 minutes, uh, he had uh, Alvarez and, um, and uh, Gundogan ready to come on. So that was quite unusual for Pep to make a substitution after 50 minutes. You know, his 60 minutes is his favourite, which he did eventually. But uh, that was interesting. I didn't know that at the game. I didn't see that at the game. But obviously he was stopped because, as you said, of the the, the Bernardo goal, which, all right, I'm a bit of luck in it. But I thought Mahrez, uh, Mahrez on that wing had played really well, actually, the first half. Played very, very well. But Bernardo took it to another level in the second half. You can tell... There's a little bit of pressure off him as well now. I even felt felt there was pressure on him in Barcelona the other night with the, with that with that um, charity game. He looked as always a bit stressed. He didn't, didn't have a good game at all. But that was a bit more like the Bernardo yesterday. And you're not, as I said, he, no one's going to risk trying to tackle him on the edge of that box because he's so nippy. He'll just draw a foul, just draw a penalty or whatever. So. He's lethal, he's lethal, and he took the chance, he took the shot, he got this lucky deflection, of course, off Schlupp, was it, old, poor old Schlupp, but uh, a thoroughly deserved goal, and uh, obviously Bernardo was the catalyst then for a lot of what was good in that second half. Let's uh, ask Ray about that one, and also to address uh, some of the comments online that were suggesting that uh, young Bernardo might uh, might need to go to uh, David Silva's hair transplant guy, because he looks like he's crowning. <laughs> Uh, what is the <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one to talk about someone losing their hair, so I'm not going to uh, comment on that. <laughs> but um, look, we saw a wonderful performance from him in the second half. He was involved, uh, if if I'm right, with with it, with all the goals, or um, in in some in some way, or especially the first first three. I, he had a big hand, obviously, with that uh, deflected shot for the first one. Um, but he was wonderful, and as I said, is is we've got. Uh, it's weird. We've got a small squad. We've hardly got any players um, fit, but we 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 can't squeeze, you know, three you know three midfielders who would, without a shadow of a doubt, get into any other team's midfield in the Premier League and pro- possibly in the world. You know, everybody would say yes to KDB. Everybody would say yes to uh, Bernardo, and everybody would say yes to Ilkay Gundogan right now. So. Um, an embarrassment of riches, and it's a shame. As I said earlier, we can't squeeze them all in. But um, you know, Bernardo coming back, top of his game, uh, and it's actually good uh, that he he can slot back into the form he was showing last season. Everybody knows they're going to have to be on the top of their game, even KDB. And if you if you're slightly below par, maybe Gundogan and Bernardo start the next game. So um, it's it's good news that Bernardo's back and he's staying. 
Let's talk a little bit, Bernard, about the equaliser. I was getting pretty excited at this point for two reasons. Number one, because my little prediction was uh, beginning to unfold. And secondly, uh, Joni's uh, brother-in-law, Chapster, who, as uh, City fans will know, is a great guitarist. We had a little bet, and uh, he promised me that if ha- Holland scored three goals in a game, he would uh, perform uh, the uh, the chorus of... Uh, uh, Hotel California by the Eagles on acoustic guitar. And so he must have been sweating at this point. But anyway, uh, Holland gets the equaliser. What do you think about this one? Yeah, again, looking back at Alistair Mann had commented that Ireland might be going off. So that just shows how much Alistair Mann knows about football. But I'll, I'll respect him. But yes, yeah, 61 minutes before the goal, that's when these substitutions were made, wasn't it? Mares and Cancelo went off. And of course, uh, Gundo and Alvarez came on. And obviously, then Bernardo was definitely on the right-hand side then. And yeah, I think KDB was involved. Bernardo was involved again. And it just fell out to Foden, didn't it? And Foden, not not quiet. He played quite a good game, but superb crossing. And this is what this is what we bought. This is what we bought the old Nordic meat shield for, wasn't it? This is this is what we wanted from him. Oh, just that ball. He didn't, you know, Foden just put it on the spot in the air, just the right height, and he just glances it past the keeper. Uh, super. That's what we want. That's what we want. That's what we needed. So he's not had the greatest game till then, but that, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's not what he's there for. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, superb. 2-2. Two, two. And yeah, with uh, 30, 30 minutes left or so, it's uh, certainly game on and 4-2. It's very, very possible. Yeah, Ray, what was your uh, view on that? All kinds of drama happening in the Premier League. We'll talk about it a wee bit later if we've got time. But well, uh, it's, it's interesting that Chapster's serenading you with also California. But anyway, that's that's another story in your private life. We'll stay private, Michael. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, um, look, Harlan, look, it, it, you know, I heard um, was it Jamie O'Hara saying that he, he scores tappings. He does. He's got to be there for the tappings. And that's a crucial thing that Harlan make. He, he makes a lot of runs. Uh, he's looking for space. He might not get the pass. He might not find the space. But he'll keep making those runs and keep looking for that space, and that's how he scored that first goal. He, he, he you know, he found that space, moved around, um, you know, a couple of yards, and he, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a tap in. It was a straightforward header past the keeper. He just needed to get his head on it, and he did. Um, but yeah, good work from Bernardo. Uh, Forden, nice dink cross, um, and uh, as I said, Harlem finds space, and if you find space, you get tap ins. Well, Bernardo. Well, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so I was just going to ask, uh, Bernard, there's something gloriously inevitable about um, Erling Haaland. And uh, not much uh, later after this, he completes the co- the comeback and sticks the ball in the net, basically just underneath the crossbar after uh, John Stone skewed his shot. Uh, did you get a good look at this one? It was a, it was a slide drill pass from John Stone. He didn't skew it. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think about it? Do, do you agree, Bernard? There's something inevitable about Holland in this city lineup, and you, you feel like he's going to score. Yeah, I mean, that was the seventieth minute. I mean, Palace, Palace were absolutely heads down. Even at 2 1, their heads had dropped. Uh, that, that came from a short corner that Palace just didn't make any attempt to try and close down. So, obviously, it was Lincoln's Bernardo, KDB to Bernardo, wonderful by Alvarez. 
I mean, it's just a great goal, just a great goal. That's why I want to call uh, John Stones' pass slide reel, because it'd be unfortunate to say it was a, you know, after that sort of build-up, mate, it's a bit cruel to say say it was a skewed pass. You know, so we'll go for a slide reel pass. And all through it, you could see Harland just, just working around that little six-yard box, just trying to find that space to anticipate what was going to happen. And he did. It was just a superbly worked goal against a Palace team that literally had just sort of... Uh, Basically, he'd gone into a hole. We were just struggling at that time. And, and City were in the ascendancy. A, a great goal to put us 3-2 up. And at that stage, I don't think there was any doubt we were going to win this game. Ray, what did you reckon? Are, are you grateful now that we've got this like dead-eyed, murderous predator in the box? Oh, obviously. <laughs> you know, it, it used to be Raheem Sterling uh, getting tap-ins at the far post. Um, yeah. And people, people made fun of him. So... Uh, but now, now it's Haaland. He's he's a superstar, isn't he? But he, he is, you know. As I said, you know, in the build up to that, there were uh, and we saw a match the day. There were four Palace players in front of him, you know, near uh, between him and the ball, and he just moved around. They had nine in the box. He just moved around, found himself at the far post. You know, it's instinctive. It's instinctive. He he just knows where the space is, and you know, it, it came through to him. And he tapped it in. It's just, it's just wonderful. Uh, as I said, that movement and the anticipation, and just knowing where to be, right place, right time. Um, Harland is, and look, he's got a, a you know, a, a bag load of goals already this season. And uh, people are saying that the golden boot is done and dusted. Well, and if he can score, I'd like him to beat Salah's record. If you know, I'm not trying to be too presumptuous here. Um, but I'd like him to be his record and, and put those uh, scally scousers uh, to bed. Well, talking about the <clears throat> uh, Bernard, those scally scousers, they were desperately try- trying to uh, wipe City off the narrative. They were knocking in goals eight and nine at Bournemouth. As I said, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, before we could really process too much about what's going on uh, in the Premier League, then up comes Holland for. Number four, to put the gloss on it, to vindicate Mike, obviously. But um, this was... He did it for you, Mike. He did it for you. <laughs> this was my favourite uh, goal because talking about slide rule passes, if I remember correctly, this was Gundogan. And the way that uh, Holland muscles people off the ball before he rifles uh, shots in at goal. What did you think, Bernard? Yeah, I mean, he had, a, he had a half chance, didn't he, on about 73 minutes, a fold and cross in his header from about 12 yards out, just just missed. But, uh, yeah, uh, Gundo, I thought it was a couple of guys won it, I think, in in, in our half, and obviously it ended up with Gundogan, who just saw him running through. And I think it was Ward, wasn't it? Ward was on his shoulder, yeah. and he, he just he just bummed him out of the way. He just used, used his big strength and his big bum and just put him on the floor. And from our angle where we were in the south stand, it was just superb. You could see it even in the distance. He just casually stroked it into that into the goal. He didn't have to put it. He didn't even have to put it into the corner. He knew the goalkeeper wasn't going to get it. He just barged the player out of the way. The other defender didn't get anywhere near him. And it was just a superb goal, a superb hat trick, and uh, yeah, four two. And uh, that sort of Mike Mike Long gets a, a score prediction correct. Absolutely, Ray. What did you reckon? Um, <laughs> you always ask me what I reckon. It's what what Bernard said. Did to you know? Haaland was was just too strong. I mean, you could see him screaming for the pass. The pass was on, and Gundogan, you know, took a, a touch or two before releasing him. Um, I think if if Gundogan hadn't passed the ball, Haaland would have gone bonkers. 
at him for not doing that because he was in oceans of space um, in between the defenders on the right side of the the defender um, Ward, and um, there was no way Ward was going to influence um, the 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 game after that or that opportunity because Haaland was just far too strong. Um, you know, he's what six foot seven. He's, he's too big and strong and powerful. You're not going to you know bump him off the ball. The only way Ward could have done anything was to foul him and get sent off. Um, and yeah, Haaland just slotted it away. It's what you want. It's what you want to see. You want that. You know, we, we've seen everything. We've seen a you know a header. Uh, we've seen a, a poacher's goal at the far post, and we saw a wonderful strike from the, uh, just inside the box. So um, keep 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 doing this. More of the same. Six goals in four games. Uh, it's a funny funny old thing that we we spanked Bournemouth four nil, and he didn't score. Uh, but six ga- goals in four <laughs> league games. I'll take that any day of the week. <coughs> Um, Bernard, anything with that we want to? Anything else we want to say about this game before we look at some of the other results? No, it's nice to see Gomez get on. Um, he perhaps could have had a had a goal right at the end there. He was played back by again Bernardo played it back to him. He, he blasted it over. So I'm hoping he'll be a little more on target because he has quite a good goal record, I believe Gomez. So uh, that that was a shame he didn't score on his debut. But no, that was it. Four two. We could have had a fifth, you know, a couple of half chances. But uh, and Palace, I don't did did the did actually Edison touch the ball the second half? Um, he couldn't reprieve himself. He had such an awful time. Uh, Torrid time that first half, Edison. Unfortunately, score-wise, he didn't get many marks, but uh, he didn't have didn't have one chance to redeem himself in that second half. I don't think he had to touch it, so that was it, really. So, uh, Bernard, how did your player ratings uh, match against Simon Bykowski? <laughs> well, I, I, we said off air. I'm going to have to look at my player ratings because when I do the immediate one. And then I watch the game back. They're totally different. So I might have to re- redo my uh, thoughts. Yeah, Simon Bogoski was very mean on the defenders, as you'd expect. Uh, but as I said, I'm not too blaming the defenders too much. I'm blaming the system. I, I'd say, apart from Edison, don't get me wrong. I mean, he gave him four out of ten. I'm not going to... I give him five originally. Now I've given him four again. So spot on as far as Simon's concerned. But uh, yeah, defensively, I think it was more the system rather than the defender. So I'm not going to have too much of a downer when I do my re you know, my re look at it, if you like, for my, my next vlog sort of thing. So yeah, but um interesting. Interesting, as I say, it's strange, isn't it? When you're involved in a game, it's difficult, isn't it? You guys probably all know we all know all the city fans if you're there watching it and you get all emotional and then you sit back and look at it uh, as an outsider. It's a totally different ball game. So you no know, no all credit to Simon Bukowski. I thought it was pretty close yesterday all right well ray let's go over to you and uh, let's have your thoughts about the the scores up until this point now we'll talk about arsenal just a little bit later but here we go obviously man city four and crystal palace two now we have brentford one everton one brighton one leeds united nil yeah brighton up there but brighton is still um, yeah yeah potter for england yeah Potter for City after Pep's gone. Yeah. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea two, Leicester one, and Liverpool no 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 nine, Bournemouth uh, nil. Okay, Ray, let's have your thoughts. Well, obviously the sta- the standout result there is uh, that Everton one, isn't it? Uh, that's what we can see straight away. No, look. Um, I know, think United nice. may have won as well, Mike. You forgot to mention them. Yeah, that that was uh, uh, early just kind of fade into the background, don't they? 
But look, 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 look United won, um, and, and they're back now, aren't they? United, they're, they're, they're challenging for top four, and, and they're in with a shot at the title now, apparently. Um, Everton needed a win. I think they're in big trouble. I've, I've said it. I said it last season. I said Frank Lampard in, uh, isn't a very good manager, uh, in my opinion, and I think Everton are going to struggle with him at the helm. They haven't got a lot of cash to spend, and they're in big trouble. But then you look at someone like Potter, who's making the best use of his resources at Brighton. Um, you know, they're bringing in players quite cheaply. Kukurela was what 15 million. They sold him for 70. Uh, they sold was it Wendier the other season. So. You know they're doing pretty well, and they'll they'll keep bringing in new players who are doing who do the business. Ten man Chelsea beat Leicester. I think Rodgers is on his uh, uh, not on his last legs. He's probably got three or four games I think before he gets the chop. Leicester, you saw what they did to Ranieri the season after he won the uh, they won the title. You know bad st- bad start to the season. He was gone, so I think they'll have no qualms about getting rid of um, Rodgers in the next few after a few games. Um, that was brace from Raheem Sterling, wasn't it? Yeah, two two from Raheem. Uh, I haven't uh, watched the goals. I'm I'm not that fussed. He's not our player anymore. I'm you know I'm not going to go out of my way to have a look um, uh, at what he, what he's doing, uh, especially after the nasty things he said about us the other week. Raheem Sterling is sixth in the league. <laughs> he's sixth in the league. Well, fingers crossed. He won't, there was no Chelsea fan singing Raheem Sterling top of the league. Uh, not in my lifetime, as Fergie uh, memorably said. And then obviously that Liverpool 9-0. Uh, and guess who had uh, Salah as his fantasy football captain? <laughs> and Salah doesn't score diddly. Um, and, uh, you know, people say, oh, Firmino's back. But look, Bournemouth capitulated, you know. You're only as good sometimes as your opposition. And no matter how good Liverpool might have been, Bournemouth were horrible, horrendous. Defending was so, most times... Non-existent. If you're giving people free headers, you know, um, totally free headers, no one around you for five yards. I'm sorry, that's not necessarily wonderful play. It's shocking defending, and Bournemouth were really bad. And look, Bournemouth are going to be in for a tough all season. They've been thumped by City, and they've been thumped by Liverpool now. So I think they're going to, um, you know, they're going to struggle unless they can somehow stop goals getting leaked in. And it doesn't matter that you expect to get beat by City and Liverpool, but the manner of the abject performances. Uh, has got to be a worry. Now, let's ask Bernard a very serious question here because everyone wants to know, did Liverpool show a distinct la- uh, lack of class and sophistication by not um, by by basically uh, yeah, heaping on the goals and, uh, and, uh, and not having mercy on Bournemouth, as we had been criticised uh, for before? Yeah, was it? Was it? Who was it? Who was the guy who said that? I can't remember his name now. Was it? it should, you know, he should have. They should have stopped at six. It's as simple as that. You're not allowed to score more than six. Well, obviously, City aren't allowed to do that anyway. So, yeah, um, I think it was raised. Rems raised Sunday up there. I think Bournemouth are going to struggle. I think Bournemouth on the basis of this are straight back down, aren't they? And you know, plus two others. Uh, that's all we can see at the moment. We did. We didn't mention Arsenal as well, of course. Arsenal. Uh, beat Fulham. Not the greatest performance, but they got the win, which is all that matters, you know, that's what's what makes champions, doesn't it? That's why they're top of the league. So uh, yeah, good okay win for Arsenal. And Gabby played quite well again, I think. So yeah, well Liverpool. It puts them on the same goal difference as us now, doesn't it? So uh, <laughs> that's not you know so they score nine, but they're still on the same goal difference as us. So that's so that sort of sums it up really. Well Ray um just a little provocative question. I know this will set you off a little bit, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
So Gabby scores the uh, the late winner to put Arsenal top. Raheem Sterling scores a brace for uh, Chelsea. Um, little bit of sellers. Oh, I, Gabby. What was it? I, Gabby, Gabriel Jesus. No, it's other Gabby. Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, but a little bit of seller's remorse, maybe. No, <laughs> no, not never, never. We, 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 we've got Haaland and Alvarez. No seller's remorse. Mm, okay. Well, guys, uh, what's next for uh, Man City? What? Uh, let's talk about the Champions League draw, Bernard. What do you reckon? Yeah, happy with that. Happy with that draw. Uh, I'm a bit worried about the intensity of the games. Uh, that's going to be a big problem coming up. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm away for the first Champions League game, but and I fly back for the second one. So I'm hoping I can get all the flights are on time because I get back into Manchester about four o'clock for the uh, home game. Is it against? Is it Dortmund? I'm not too sure are who you're playing. Holly Bobs, uh, are you going on Holly Bobs? Aham, this Aham, Aham, Aham. Yes, this this Sunday, so I'm, I'm going to be struggling unless I get a good internet connection, guys, over the next few days. But uh, why go to Barbados in the summer, man? I don't understand it. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, good draw, good draw. As I said, I'm a bit worried about the intensity of it and our squad depth at the moment. Let's face it, we're going into two games a week now. Uh, I still, I still don't understand why we risk going to Barcelona to play that, chat, that you know it's all right being together we could have been together at the Etihad at uh, the CFA though couldn't we so I still think that was a big big mistake given the pressure of what we've got coming up but I think the level of the, t- the teams we've got I think it's a, 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 an, e- an okay group but it will go- it's going gonna, it's gonna to test it's certainly going to test Pep and the, and, the, and the squad that's for sure and he's going to have to give some young players a little bit of time because he's going to have to rely on some young players I'm afraid this season yeah. with that squad. Well, well let's, let's, I was going to say, look at the bench yesterday. Bernard's right that the, you know yeah. we had Gundogan as as the only senior player, you know, only senior player on the bench. Uh, and until we get a few players back, I don't know how long. Gak, do you know how long Gak is at Bernard? <laughs> no, still not, still not heard anything yet. No, Laporte. He's a couple of weeks. End of September, they think. Yeah, so you know, we, we could be another six weeks without Akin Laporte. It's, it's, it is bare bones. It's bare bones. But we got look, we got a, a winnable, I think, game uh, in midweek against Forest. We got yeah. Villa uh, next weekend, um, and then we start the Champions League with a, a way to Sevilla. Um, and it's nice that I mean we're playing Spurs at the weekend after that. But it's nice that we've got four days off. It's evening kickoff. Uh, it's not like a Wednesday Saturday lunchtime, which is a nasty thing. We've got Tuesday Saturday evening. Um, and then we finish off September with the game against uh, Dortmund in the Champions League, and then the Wolves away. So you know, it's um, I I don't think it's a terribly difficult um, next half dozen games. Obviously, that Spurs one stands out, um, but you've got to look at it and say, you know, we're Man City. We've got to, without being arrogant, we've got to be winning them all. Mm-hmm. We've got to be winning them all. We need to start set, set, uh, October on top of the league if we can, um, because. You know, it, it will get tough. Uh, middle of October, we play uh, away in the space of uh, five days, uh, Liverpool and Arsenal, and then we play Brighton at home. So, you know, it's uh, it's it, and that's all. That's actually in the space of eight days. Well, guys, let's just confirm the uh, three other teams. Now, have I got this right? It's Dortmund, Copenhagen, and Sevilla, right? Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, Bernard, there was another little draw. Um, in another competition that we heard about, and that would have been Chelsea, right? 
Yeah, Chelsea at home. Yeah, they price the tickets reasonably so we can get a near full house. You know, don't go in at 30, 40 quid, go in at 15, 10, 15, 20 quid, something like that. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, yeah, but we're at home, so we sh- it should be doable. But as Pep, as I said, it's going to be difficult to go strong in four competitions. Uh, I won't be surprised if Pep sort of uh, hangs back for this one. I know it's a cup we like to win, but yeah, I can see him at least trying the kids against Chelsea and perhaps Chelsea will do the same. So it'll level it up a little bit, but we'll see. Ray, if you've been um, watching your Twitter, did you see what the city matters uh, committee guys gave Colin Savage for, for his, um, his sterling duty for, for them? I mean, I told you, I don't, I don't, I don't use Twitter anymore. I've, uh, I've grown up and moved on. I spend most of my time working uh, and, and doing, uh, you know, instead of spending time, I was spending far too much time um, talking football, talking City, trolling Liverpool fans, uh, and other and other stuff as well. So I've uh, I've curtailed that. You know, I don't know when or if I'll be back. So I don't know what did what they give Colin Savage. Well, okay. Moving on from Victor Mature, let's move on to Bernard. Bernard, did you happen to see what they 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 gave him? Um, if you don't know, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, it was a signed shirt, wasn't it, with all the city signatures on it. Yeah, with Colin and number four and all yeah. of the uh, squad. Uh, yeah, it didn't look like it. It looked like a shirt. It just looked like a, a sort of an image of a shirt. But I assumed it was a shirt. It just the picture I saw. It just looked. But I sure sure it was this proper shirt. It was. It wasn't just a drawing of one. Lucky, <laughs> lucky sword. I was looking at that with extreme envy. It's Can on I... eBay. It's on eBay this morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got Colin's n- name on it. It's twenty quid. <laughs> is there anything else we want to comment on before we uh, wrap this up? Could they not? Could they not give one to Pete the Badge as well? I know they did a lot for him yesterday. What did they, they did they give him anything? They should have given him a signed shirt as well in a frame, shouldn't they? And they should have done. I mean, this guy has been um, like such a legend. I mean, he he's probably approaching the the legendhood of Helen Helen and her bell. I think at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. But. Um, yeah, he's what, not. He's not. He's not as scary as Eleanor Bell, mate. No, I've spent a few, had a few run-ins with her over my time. <laughs> yeah, she took no nonsense. Um, all right. Uh, anything else, guys? Any any last-minute um, remarks about anything uh, before we finish? No, I'm fine. I know Ray's got to get off, hasn't he? So I'm, I think we're all right. We'll look forward to the Forest game. Yeah, Absolutely. guys. Uh, Ray, if you've got nothing else to say, pause. Plenty to say. I've got no time to say it. <laughs> uh, that would be a mercy for all of us, Ray. But anyway, I'm I'm going to uh, charm the the young ladies of Northern Ireland this week. So, um, um, back, yeah. I'm, I'm the young man. <laughs> back, yeah. back to uh, where you, you keep your own private business out of it. My, <laughs> my stomping ground. I've yeah, been I'll, uh, I'll I'll just, in uh, your hometown on uh, uh, tomorrow night. Actually. You're going to you're going to learn. Yeah, go into land, start at land, finish at land. So pop in, uh, see, uh, you know, have have a have a jab with your with your old man. Yeah, well, I'll I'll certainly um get the word warn on. Him. Yeah, Thanks. you warn him. <laughs> <laughs> lock, lock lock the doors. Lock up your daughters. Yeah, uh, make sure everyone locks up the the wives and daughters because Ray's coming to town. <laughs> Guys, we will be back with you after Nottingham Forest, and that's going to be an interesting one. But I think what we should do is uh, finish off here 
cap it off quite nicely and we'll get this out to you. So, final uh, words and comments from our two guests. So, uh, Bernard, final thoughts? Anything left to say? Simple, or... simple, mate. Come on, City. Let, let's, we've got a small squad. Let's keep doing it. Come on, City. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Ray, thank you very much for coming on. Anything? Any final words? Final words. We were supposed to finish at 10. It's 10 away now, Mike. You always take you always take your time over everything. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, guys, let's just stop here. Finish off in the normal way by saying, have one up. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. Come on, City. Come on, City. <laughs>